from Genesis chapter 26 based on Isaac's life pastor encourages that if you are willing to go forward you will grow until you become very great this message explains what greatness is and teaches eight things from acts chapter 3 which will help you to become great amen let's open up bibles to two more scriptures it is genesis chapter 26 genesis chapter 26 If you're finding it hard to find Genesis, call on that prayer line, ask them for directions. <laughs> They'll help you with this. It's the first book in the Bible, okay? So if you've got your Bible, it's the first book in the Bible. And 26th chapter, verses 12 and 13. Shall we read it? Yeah. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold and the lord blessed him and the man waxed great underline that word and the man waxed great and went forward and went forward underline that word again and grew and grew until he became very great and grew until he became very great amen speaking about isaac the bible says the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great one more scripture tonight what the holy spirit impressed upon me was if you will go forward you will become great if you will go back you will lose the greatness that god has kept for you but if you are willing to go forward no matter how hard it is if you are saying jesus i want to go forward then you will wax great and you will become very great amen let's look at one more scripture acts of the apostles the third chapter acts of the apostles the third chapter is in the new testament and verses 1 to 6 Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for alms and Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said look on us and he gave heed unto them expecting to receive something of them amen then peter said silver and gold i have none but such as i have i give unto thee in the name of jesus christ of nazareth rise up and walk god wants you to walk he wants you to go forward and he wants you to become great amen tonight that's the scripture that the holy spirit put into my heart from those scriptures eight things which will help you to become great it is said that the kingdom of god it is it is not a matter of duration but of donation you could be years in the kingdom of god but not be productive at all and you could have just been born again half an hour back and you can enjoy the productivity that god wants you to have because of your commitment your dedication your seal your sacrifice you're willing to give up much and and god will just accelerate you forward amen amen praise the lord Hallelujah. And it is not of duration. It is of what you bring into the kingdom. Paul in his own words he says I did not know Christ in the flesh. In the New Testament the Holy Spirit used actually eight people to write the New New Testament. The Holy Spirit used eight of them. Out of them we know Matthew, Mark, 
Luke, John, other than Luke, Matthew, Mark and John were all disciples of Jesus. Luke donated into the kingdom more than all the other disciples. Matthew, Mark and Luke, uh, Matthew, Mark and John put together. The gospel of Luke is elaborate, it's exhaustive. Then the acts of the apostles Luke wrote. I mean, he was able to donate into the kingdom. He was protective for the kingdom. Paul did not know Christ in the flesh. But 14 letters he was able to write because of the grace of God upon his life. So it is not a question of how many years you are in the kingdom, but of how willing you are to serve the Lord and how willing you are to be yielded unto God so God can use you to bring about much productivity for the kingdom of God. Amen. Paul had one encounter with the Lord on the way to Damascus. Changed him. He did not walk three years with the Lord like the disciples. But one encounter brought out something great. Saul became Paul. Small, you know, Saul means small. Became Paul. Great in the eyes of the Lord. And one thing I've understood from scriptures is greatness is in levels. Can you say that with me? Greatness, greatness. is in levels. Isaac was great, grew, went forward, grew, and became very great. So what is greatness according to scripture? It is living your dreams to the fullest. Not about achieving your dreams. There are many people who achieve their dreams. Whether it be spiritual or materialistic or whatever. They achieve their dreams. But they are not living their dream. I mean, they got the car that they wanted. It was a desire. They achieved it. They got it. But they are not driving that car because there is no money to put petrol into that car. <laughs> so it's like a trophy. You achieving your dream is like a trophy. Okay. I married that girl. I married that guy. Okay. I went on that trip to that country. I started this business. I stepped into ministry. It's like a trophy. But you are unable to move in that or actually live in that dream where you are able to rejoice in the Lord daily. And God wants you to daily grow and become great where you are living your dream on a daily basis. Greatness is rising up to the apex of your vision. Like we say, the tip of the iceberg, the tip. I mean, the apex of your vision. It is rising up to that. What is greatness according to scripture? It is maximizing your potential. That which God has placed inside of you, you have maximized it. What is greatness according to scripture? Greatness is Dying empty. Yes, you heard me right. It is dying empty. In other words, there is nothing more to pursue. Whatever you pursued, you achieved it. There is nothing more to expect because whatever you expected, you saw the fulfillment of that. There is nothing more to achieve because you achieved all that God wanted you to achieve. So you don't go to the grave not having fulfilled your dreams or the vision or the goal that God kept for you but you fulfilled it and there is nothing more and you're ready to go home to be with the Lord greatness according to scripture is fulfilling your purpose without regret no regrets the purpose of God in your life you fulfilled it so there are dimensions of greatness that God wants his children to experience and every encounter with the Lord, with His Word, with the Holy Spirit in prayer is God, you know, wanting to release you into a particular dimension of greatness. That man who was healed by the gate called beautiful, I mean, 
very life made people to stare at him is that the same guy his levels have changed as a matter of when you study the scripture not only did his level change but there was a shift in the level of the church because this man's healing made peter and john to go into a prison they beat him beat peter and john and they said do not speak anymore in the name of jesus but they said we have to obey the holy spirit and not you we will speak in the name of the lord and they went to their own company the church and they prayed and the place they were sitting was filled once again with the power of god acts chapter 4 so don't disrespect anything that makes you pray this man was responsible for a shift have respect for the things that made you fast <laughs> i mean sometimes you prayed because of a nightmare salute that nightmare thank god of that because of that nightmare i prayed <laughs> there are people who make a difference in the body of christ and those are people who will say hey it's because of this problem this issue that i learned to fast i learned to discipline i learned to pray and bum shifted out of their levels to another level of greatness somebody is able to or about to shift levels in the name of jesus in the ratri etedukunavar alpaneram ningal aayirikkunnadu varishuddhaatmavil kayadichu naaradiche may you shift levels in the grace of god Amen. So what is that we learn from this third chapter of Acts? Six I mean eight things or laws or whatever however you want to name it. The first thing is Peter and John went up together. The law of agreement. Godly people are a gift from God. It is said that the strongest of men have their even weakest moments. But if you want to grow into all that God has got for you, you got to learn to connect with the right people. You got to just learn. Even in your home you just need to learn to come together in agreement. whether it be husband wife whether it be children just agreement agreeing together almost 3 was 3 can two walk together unless they have agreed peter he loved jesus say that with me peter love jesus love jesus john jesus loved john <laughs> the so god lovers is a must when if you're trying to be associated with somebody or have friendship they must be jesus lovers it's a must amen i mean you can't love the lord and then fellowship and keep company with and agree together with somebody who doesn't love the lord that's not going to make you great or make you accomplish great things or move move you into the destiny that God has kept for you it is with people who love the lord people who will stir you up in faith will encourage you to keep on walking with the lord you agree together with them and when you find somebody who is godly don't be a don't be a like a parasite parasitical attitude what can i get out of this person you cannot have any genuine relationship if you got this mindset what can i get out of this relationship what can i get out of this relationship there are people who say oh, this guy pastor he did not even give me 1 rupee So what were you looking for? You can never have a genuine relationship 
with an entitlement mentality you got to look at what do i bring into this relationship one man of god said god will give you a helper but it is your responsibility to keep the helper if you don't respect the helper bless that helper honor that person then in any relationship when you contribute you don't become a dependent you become a colleague so law of agreement is you finding somebody who is a jesus lover somebody that you know that you can okay i i can put in my little bit i need to be involved it's mutual love i need to contribute i'm just not there to receive and that relationship is something that is going to the same destination so a believer is a must i mean just imagine you having a business partner or having somebody who doesn't believe in your god given destiny which is nice it's a nice guy or a nice girl but they just don't believe about heaven or god fulfilling his purpose in your life or how long how long if you're going to have genuine relationships like a peter and john you're going to be a person of loyalty can you say that with me i need to be a person of i need to be a person of loyalty loyalty i mean you don't betray your friend you 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 can i mean somebody else can betray but you don't betray and every relationship that is god given will be tested and any time you try to make a fool of the other person you become a fool yourself there is a saying that if you sell your brother even the buyers won't trust you <laughs> if you sell your brother your even the buyers won't trust you you don't give up on a person easily You know there are people who come to church and who take the news of church into the world and are looking for people to give them advice from the world. It's the other way around. The world should be coming to the church. But they go the other way around. So lift your head and say the law of agreement. Law of agreement. Amen. And you got to find somebody and you got to you got your even in your own home husband wife i just pray that you would come together in agreement in prayer the second principle is what we call timing look at the third chapter verse 1 now peter and john went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour everything that is attached to your rising there is also a timing for that Nine in the scripture is symbolic of finality. Jesus said it is finished and he died on the cross in the ninth hour he gave up the ghost. Finality. But nine in the scripture is also symbolic of productivity, of fruitfulness. The fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. Nine. So it's 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 symbolic of fruitfulness, it's symbolic of finality. So every blessing is through the sacrifice of jesus christ it's more like a teaching tonight it's on the sacrifice of jesus christ jesus did everything that he needs to do for you and for me on the cross of calvary but that manifesting in your life there is a time there are two errors in timing that you got to be careful one is you should never move back when it is your time The second is you should never move forward 
when it's not your time <laughs> when it is your time never move back when it is not your time never move forward so sensitivity to the holy spirit is important you know i remember going for a meeting sometime back and as in a different nation and you know there were all kind of preachers and I, those were things which i looked forward to you know i mean great anointed servants of god i mean who's the platform filled with gigantic men of god whom i respect and value and suddenly they said okay we got a pastor from india pastor rajesh is going to come and and then i was sitting there and you know before when i used to go in for preaching i was kind of restless and worked up and i would just rush forward grab my mic <laughs> start off like that but i got up and that pastor was gracious gave me a good introduction and then i got up and the holy spirit said slow this is your time take it easy <laughs> take it easy so i walked in relaxed easy because i knew it was my time for every rising god is kept a time and you walking with the lord he will make you sensitive to it your beauty is in your timing he makes all things beautiful in its time everything beautiful in the timing i mean when you do something out of timing you become ugly it's just a mess but in the timing wow there's excellence there's beauty john chapter 2 we know the story are you with me tonight are you with me tonight amen, amen. john chapter 2 the first miracle that jesus did in the wedding feast at cana they ran out of wine it is it is highly you know i mean i mean to run out of wine is not it's not highly improbable running out of wine i strongly feel somebody stole the wine just to stop the celebration and embarrass that family you know there are people who do that just to embarrass a family <laughs> and stop the celebration steal something you know so there was no wine because somebody decided to steal now i'm just putting in my thought there and mary said to the people listen whatever jesus says whatever he says do because jesus said to her my time has not come my hour has not come but then she said to the rest of the servants whatever he says do it there is something here i want you to hold on to that for the rest of your life if you do what he wants you to do his time will come made her realize that your blessing is attached to an instruction from the lord so if you do what the lord tells you to do your time the lord that said my time has not come but then mary said to the servants whatever he says do it because she knew if the lord said something then the timing is right i sense that somebody's timing to be healed to step into another level to move forward and move into your destiny blessed be the name of the lord amen can you imagine that see there were water pots six water pots kept there in john chapter 2 they had it had water in it the lord just said fill it to the brim they only water in it but just fill it to the brim and we know the scripture says that those were water pots for purification i mean the pharisees would come up in the long robes people would come and they would come and then this water is taken i mean take the water from the pot wash their face wash their hands wash their feet and they walk into the house so imagine a marriage feast about 100 odd people small wedding or even 20 people whatever quarantine time 
Amen. 40 people, 50 people, whatever. But they are all washed their hands, their face, their feet. <laughs> and it is into that water, the Lord said, fill it to the brim. I mean, the Lord did say, pour out that water, get some fresh water. You know, in John 2, 9, Jesus said, I mean, the, the, the Bible says there, the governor did not know where the water had come from. Because if he knew, he wouldn't drink it. <laughs> because people had washed their hands, their feet. I mean, why? What I'm trying to tell you is, God doesn't pick the best. He picks the worst and makes it the best. That's why he picks you and me. Glory unto the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of Jesus Christ. Well, look at Acts chapter 3. The third thing that I want to tell you. The second verse. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple. Underline that word daily. Underline that word daily, Acts of the Apostles. That which you do daily will determine whether you succeed or not. Your daily routine. You tell me your daily routine, that's the biggest prophecy about your life. Your today is your yesterday amplified. <laughs> so you tell me what you do daily and I will tell you the prophecy about your life. If you are faithful, consistent, that will produce greatness. Daily, 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 daily routines. There are people who give up too soon. But you got to keep pushing sometimes to be consistent with what you do daily, your spiritual disciplines. Can you imagine Jesus on the cross? I mean, not on the cross, he carrying the cross. He got tired. And if he said, I am tired, no man loves me, everybody rejected me, everybody ran away, everybody is ridiculing me, I can't carry this anymore. Enough of it. <laughs> that would have been trouble. But the Bible uses the word, Jesus seeing the glory that was kept for him ahead, endured the cross. Even though he was tired, sometimes you get tired with your daily routine, you know, rejections and people against you and ridiculing you and making fun of you and all that. But Jesus still carried the cross because he saw his future for the glory that was laid ahead of him. Sometimes when everybody is messing around and fooling around and doing things that are not right in the scripture, you do are consistent with carrying the cross, praying, hallelujah, having your spiritual disciplines in place. Uh, hallelujah. Let me tell you, that is for a better tomorrow. There is glory kept ahead for you. There is greatness kept ahead for you. There is something about your future. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. That you can glorify God with. So when you're going through trouble today, even after praying, don't get discouraged. Don't quit. Don't give up. See, there's glory kept for me ahead. There is greatness kept for me ahead. His purpose for my life is for a future with prosperity, blessing and hope. There is something that God has kept for me ahead. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to carry the cross, faithfully follow Jesus Christ for the rest of my life. What you do excitedly without pay that shows forth your character. So can you imagine that today many people step into ministry thinking, okay, if I become a pastor, I'll have offerings, people will admire me, people will respect me, people will give me gifts. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. And people who step out for ministry looking at all that, will never succeed in ministry. God will never use them beyond a level. David killed 
the bear and the lion he was excited in killing it there was no reward no reward nobody put him in the you know time magazine front page or instagram nobody did that no reviews written about him he did it free he was excited to do it <laughs> but later on when he stood before goliath there was a reward because what you do consistently without any any looking to any kind of appreciation or pay your whatever will reward you in the long run god will bless you hallelujah amen sometimes people step into it because they need to feel honored and they say i need to feel honored i need to be you know i it doesn't come that way you just got to love jesus i didn't even know about offerings and <laughs> respect and all that for me when i stepped up for the, it was all about just loving jesus would get up pray through the night get up in the morning go to my spiritual father's place stand there the whole day take the last bus home i mean empty stomach not even a cup of black coffee would be given because unless you are a counselor that you don't they be, they don't give you a black coffee even uh, you know uh, not because they were not nice people that's just, just because you know the huge theme and it's not possible to bless everybody with a cup of coffee at that time and so you would be standing there on empty stomach i lost nearly 16 kilos you know but it didn't matter it was just excitement hey i'm in the house of god i'm hearing the word i'm seeing the miracles of god i love jesus there are servants of god here i'm just excited there are people who do now everything for a reward i mean you don't know who to trust so these people come and say pastor are you looking for something you know are you looking for a car if you say yes yeah they they won't have a brokerage out of it pastor are you looking for a land hello do something for somebody free that shows forth you're great and you will grow great because god will bless you Daniel persisted in prayer not looking for something he just persisted there are people who will play football they have not been signed into any club fc kochi has not signed them in kerala blasters has not signed them in but they love the game they play and play and one day they'll be signed in but if you're looking at the money the sponsors Okay do I have my Adidas shoes do I have this shorts from Puma You have all that and no signing what's the use You cannot end up as an average person Are you with me Blessed be the open your mouth and say I cannot end up as an average person Holy Spirit help me open my eyes help me Lord I want to go forward in you Amen Are you with me still tonight? Amen. Blessed be the Let me let me see how many people are there tonight with me. Oh, where is my YouTube? Rukola Bhavishastari Kalagam. Okay, 360 people and then okay, Mini Joseph. Amen, amen. Lion of Judah is my reward. That's right, Mini. But more than the Lion of Judah, the Lord is also going to reward you in unique special ways. Ragat Prabhanam Shastriya Priya Thomas God rewards the faithful. Hallelujah. May God reward you for even typing there in. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. The key to greatness the fourth point is excellence. Look at the third third chapter verse 2. In the gate of the temple which is called beautiful. In the gate of the temple which is called beautiful. Yeah. How many of you know this beautiful things just don't happen? somebody has to beautify daily sometimes people come to church and they say you know pastor the place is looking so beautiful <laughs> that's because somebody maintains it somebody cuts the grass polishes the place cleans the place somebody beautified it brought out excellence out of it 
you want something to be well done and neat because you don't want to be mediocre Daniel chapter 6 verse 3 and Proverbs 17 verse 7 two amazing scriptures Daniel 6 3 read it Daniel 6 3 because speaking about Daniel the Bible says yes read on then this daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes mm. because an excellent spirit was in him daniel was preferred because an excellent, an excellent spirit was upon him Ec- proverbs 17 verse 7 excellent speech becometh not a fool much less do lying lips a prince excellent speech so people who move into greatness of people who want to do things in an excellent way they don't want something to be average and mediocre even the way they speak you can know somebody by the way they speak either the words words will be too few and will have content or the words will be respectful full of value your appearance your conversations the way you keep the house the way you do your bible study the way the, the way you dress everything is showing something about you it it is an it's a it's a mentality i i don't want to be mediocre getting up and shaving every day even if you're sitting in the home and just dressing up smartly nice excellency will make you prefer Daniel was preferred. Why? Because he was he was an excellent spirit. No matter how much of expertise you have in something, if you are not excellent, if you do not know how to keep time, you know. Sometimes I, you know. somebody who is growing up or somebody who I'm trying to mentor and raise up and I say okay go in fast take 10 minutes 15 minutes and they can they, if they can't keep time they say okay i i do ask them to do it again 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 but then i watch because you know that excel there's something that they're trying to do even in marriage i mean if you have just dirty language going in your home and your appearance is kind of dirty you married you stuck with me because you are a christian you can't divorce me so bear up with me <laughs> it doesn't work amen you 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 think your husband is an idiot and you're wondering why there is no blessing in your marriage there's a problem sometimes you're hurting but you don't need to have a disrespectful word you can you can speak a word with respect that's excellency in speech you got to advise your kids you can do it in a rough unmanly way or can you can do it with make them sit down and play with them and tell them this is wrong job chapter 6 verse 25 look at that job chapter 6 We're studying the word tonight. I sense a teaching anointing tonight. Job 6:25. How forcible are right words? Ah, see how forceful are right words. So, right words even spoken softly are forceful. Even a child can be educated that way. How forceful are right words? There's a way you present it. Are you with me? A way you present something even in your home. Your wife cooks you something terrible. That's the way you. Ha! What is this? That is the way I worship. Now I'm trying to change. Hallelujah! Lord, help me. Rukala baudishasta. Try it. Now we have learned the secret. Something is too salty. Honey, come here. Why don't you take a spoon of this? <laughs> what do you think, sweetheart? What do you think? chiru pogodiyale mm yeah you can't, you can you can't wait the message with excellence we grow in it we grow in it 
Oh, hallelujah. I hope this is helping somebody here. Amen. Look at the fifth thing in that scripture. Is what you call access. The second verse of the third chapter. This man could not enter the temple. He had no access into the temple. But Peter and John went in. You can be very gifted, but if you don't get access, then your gifting cannot emerge. Access is acceptance. There's an anointing for acceptance. Even tonight I pray that comes upon everyone who is listening tonight. Everyone who is hungry. An anointing for acceptance. Access. Some of people just like you. That is, that's anointing. That's a grace. That's a favor of God. Even your enemy sometimes like you. Are you with me? I mean, even people who are supposed to hate you suddenly like you. Why? Because it's a grace. I want you to lift your hand and say, I shall be accepted. I shall be accepted. I shall have access. Say that with me. In the name of Jesus, I shall be accepted. Now we are accepted in Christ. I am not speaking about that acceptance. Even in this realm of this world, for you to have access and acceptance where it matters so that what God has put inside of you can emerge forth. Look at this. an interesting scripture in the book of Esther. The 10th chapter was 3. The book of Esther, the 10th chapter was 3. Speaking about a nice guy called Mordecai. Esther 10 was 3. For Mordecai the ah. Jew... For Mordecai the Jew... Was next unto King Ahasuerus. Ah, he was next to King Ahasuerus. And great among the Jews. And great among the Jews. And accepted of the multitude of his brethren. And accepted of the multitude of his brethren. He was accepted... Genesis 4 verse 7 God is asking Cain If you do well won't you be accepted You will also have access So keep doing the right thing Till your acceptance comes Are you with me If you do well won't you be accepted Sometimes you want to be accepted And it's not accepted don't get discouraged. Keep doing the right things. Have the right attitude. And then God will accept you. God will make people to accept you. It is said about Jesus, a prophet is without honor or acceptance in his home, in his own hometown. When Jacob blessed one of his children, Asher, you know, he blessed him but this blessing did not have access. So Moses saw it. Jacob had actually blessed him. But this blessing did not have access into anything. Even though he had the blessing, his brothers had not accepted him. So Moses saw that in Deuteronomy 33 and verse 24. Something very, I mean I'm teaching you tonight from God's word. Deuteronomy 33 and verse 24. Look at that. And Asher, he and, said, and Asher he said, Let Asher be blessed with children. Let Asher be blessed with children. Let him be acceptable. Let him be acceptable to his brethren. And let him dip his food in oil. So there's an anointing of acceptance. Moses pronouncing a blessing upon Asher says, Listen, your father gave you blessing, but that had no access. To your brethren into their hearts. So I am blessing you and I am pronouncing this word. May you have acceptance among your brethren. Tonight I pray that over somebody. In your family, among your friends, in the church. Hallelujah. May you have acceptance in the name of Jesus. Amen. An anointing of acceptance. This man did not have access to the temple Peter and John had lift your hand and say I shall be accepted among the nations in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. Amen. Amen sometimes people have a gift 
but they don't have access to showcase it. There is a grace to be celebrated, to be accepted, even by your children or grandchildren or neighbors or whatever. There is a grace and that comes from God. Now you keep looking at the wrong doors and say, okay, should I make that person butter cookies? It is not the butter cookies. Are you with me? <laughs> it is an anointing, a grace. You seek the face of the Lord and say, Lord, please, grace me. I want to do things that are right. I want acceptance the right way. And God will bless you. And the sixth, I'll be there with the sixth one. Acts chapter 3 verse 6. Uh, the fourth verse, Acts 3 verse 4. And Peter, fastening his high eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them. Yeah, that is focus. Focus. You have to keep your eyes upon a goal, on a vision. Many people are too distracted. You've got to keep your focus. You want to get married, keep your focus. You want to finish schooling, keep your focus on your studies. You want to build a home, keep your focus. Don't be distracted. Knowing what you are living for is what focus is. Anybody can lead normal lives. What makes a person different is his vision, his goal. This is the reason I am living. This is my focus. Paul said, oh, that Christ might be preached into nations and places that's never been heard before. I make it my focus, my goal. Romans 15, 31, to take the gospel across. See, any field is just a field. Until a goalpost is kept on two sides, then it becomes a football field. See, if you don't have a goal post, a goal in life, it's just an ordinary field. Is that easy to understand? Jesus for the joy that was set before him, kept his focus. Matthew 6.22 If your eye is single, then your, light, then your whole body is full of light. If your eye is focused, not one eye going there, one eye going here. Broken focus. Your focus will determine whom you marry and the purpose of your marriage. Your focus will determine who your friends are going to be. Your focus will determine where you go in life. And I close with this. The seventh one, expectation. Expecting to receive something from them. The fifth verse, and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Serving God without expecting anything is charismatic affliction. <laughs> when you pray, when you serve the Lord, expect. Nobody serves the Lord and goes away empty. If you expect nothing, you get nothing. It is said that about a month back, I think, Coca-Cola lost about $4 million in a week because one guy just, you know, kept the Coke bottle away or glass away. But do you know that the next week, Coca-Cola made $20 million, but it didn't make any noise. Nobody Googled it. Because success is silent. Failure makes a noise. One guy keeps a cup away, $4 million lost. Every news is carrying it, news channel. The next week, $20 million. It's not even in the news. Amen. Last point, and this is what I want to pray for, that the Holy Spirit will release into you. Peter saying, silver and gold have none. See, it doesn't mean that the church didn't have anything. 
This man was smart. He came to the church because he knew people who went to church had money. <laughs> Are you with me? I mean, why would you go and lie waiting for somebody to give you something if they you know that everybody who's going that way is broke? That day, Peter and John had, was not carrying their purse. Thomas came all the way from, you know, Jerusalem all the way to Kerala. Kalavandi gari vanna alla. Sushesha mari kya mindi. I mean, most probably he must have come business class. That day, obviously Peter and John were not carrying any money with them. Because in John 6 it says, when the multitudes were before Jesus, Jesus said, you know, to Philip, where do we buy bread for these people? Jesus said, where do we buy bread, not borrow bread? I mean, the Lord had money. Even after Judah stealing, <laughs> there was enough still money to feed 5,000. Where do we buy money? The problem was not lack of money. The problem was lack of bakery in the wilderness. Bless every bakery in the name of Jesus. Everybody who is in the food industry get blessed in the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Glory unto the name of Jesus. So that, that's not the part of the story. But here the Bible says, Silver and gold I have none, but such as I have, knowing what you carry, is where or what will produce greatness in your life. There is something in you. Open your mouth and say, there is something in me. Joseph, Joseph had something inside of him. I mean, he was very sure. He knew he could interpret the dream of the king. You becoming conscious of the gift inside of you is what will propel you forward. What you have inside of you. If you are an artist, you know you can paint this. And you can, you know, you, you can do it well. If, if you are a baker, you know you can make this cake well. If you are a painter, or, I mean, you know you can do this, paint this properly. I mean, I mean, you, you should know what you have inside. And God has given talents to everyone. One, five, another two, one, two, another one. There is nobody who carries nothing. Tonight, I pray the Holy Spirit will reveal the gift that is inside of you. Because that will propel you forward. Even if you want to be a preacher, you should know what you have. If you don't study the scriptures, if you don't do your study or Bible study and take notes and write and memorize and all that, you, it cannot come out. So tonight, move forward and you will be great. So move forward in these laws or in these ways. The eight things that I mentioned.